Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights, brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thank you for joining us at XM.com for the weekly outlook, and a very busy week lies ahead as it holds three central bank meetings. I'm Cristina Marujos. With me today is our senior investment analyst, Mario Sechigriagos. Starting with the United States, Mario's the Fed meets on Wednesday. Investors are prepared for a smaller rate hike this time. How could the dollar move on the decision? Hello, Christina. Well, it's certainly been a tough few months for the dollar lately. We had some signs that U.S. inflation is cooling down and the market started speculating that maybe the, the Fed is close to the end of its tightening cycle. We also had some good news out of Europe, uh, a heat wave during the winter, and that has diminished a lot of fears uh, about the energy crisis and about the recession in Europe, and that has obviously boosted the euro. So the dollar has been quite weak lately, and heading into the Fed decision on Wednesday, uh, I think Chairman Powell and his colleagues are going to they're going to be faced with some mixed signals about the economy. So. On the one hand, inflation seems to be moderating, finally. But that's happening mostly because demand is faltering and because economic growth has started to lose steam. Now, the real problem for the Fed is the jobs market. So the jobs market remains extremely tight. And the concern is that even if inflation comes down, it could come back at any time if the jobs market stays so tight. So. The Fed essentially has to remain restrictive until it sees some real damage in the employment picture. Now, on Wednesday, the markets are expecting a 25 basis points rate increase. That's fully priced in. Therefore, the market reaction is going to depend mostly on what Chairman Powell says during the press conference, uh, his economic commentary. Now, I think he's likely to to, uh, have a, a harsh tone, let's say that is likely to to be relatively hawkish. And the argument is, well, recently we've seen a dramatic loosening in financial conditions. Bond yields have come down, stock markets have rallied, the dollar has weakened. Now, all of that is a problem for the Fed because, first of all, it blocks the effective transmission of monetary policy, and it also generates the risk that inflation might come back for a second round. And that's not a risk the Fed wants to run. So, all things considered, I think that they are going to raise by 25 basis points, but Chairman Powell might have some harsh words for investors during the press conference, and that might be beneficial for the dollar. You mentioned the jobs market, Marius. It's interesting because we'll be getting the latest employment numbers out of the United States on Friday. What are we likely to see in the data? Well, so that's where it gets complicated. we are seeing a lot of signs that growth in the U.S. economy is vanishing. Business surveys are turning down. A lot of the leading indicators are warning that the economy is losing steam. But that hasn't been reflected in the jobs data yet. So the markets expect another solid employment report on Friday. Uh, non-farm payrolls at 175,000. That's pretty decent. Now, the, the, The reason that we are likely to get another solid report is jobless claims. So the applications for unemployment benefits in America 
are exceptionally low, historically low, in fact. So we've been hearing all of these anecdotes that big tech companies are firing people and you know mass layoffs and so on, but that hasn't shown up in the hard data yet. And I don't think it's going to show up uh, next week. I think we are likely to get another uh, solid jobs report. Yes, there are signs that the labor market is cooling, but uh, you know it's probably too early for that to show up. I see. Now let's turn to the euro area. It's going to be a busy week with a lot of economic data coming up. But of course, the spotlight will fall on the European Central Bank, which meets on Thursday. How is this meeting likely to play out? So the markets have priced in, fully priced in, a 50 basis points rate increase by the ECB. That follows a lot of signals. President Lagarde essentially pre-committed to that uh, at the last meeting. And uh, this is also consistent with all of the commentary we've been getting from other ECB officials. So the market is uh, prepared for a 50 basis points rate increase. That means that the price action uh, similar to the Fed is going to come from what uh, is said at the press conference. Now, I, I think that they are likely to have a, a relatively hawkish tone as well. Um, the Eurozone economy is not doing great. Uh, it's flirting with a recession, essentially. Warmer weather has been very beneficial, but still the economy is, is quite uh, rel relatively weak, I would argue. Um, now, the ECB, though, is determined to keep going. So they've pre-committed to several more rate increases. And that's what I think we're likely to hear. It, they are unlikely to deviate from that uh, so early, at least. They would likely need to see uh, clear signs. Either the economy uh, is doing badly or that inflation is coming down before they, they take their foot off the gas, in a sense. And finally, Marius, the Bank of England meets on Thursday as well. Now, the UK, according to the latest data, is already in a recession. So what could we expect from the central bank's meeting? The Bank of England is arguably the most, um, the, the most crucial in terms of market reaction uh, meeting, central bank meeting next week, because the markets are not certain about how much interest rates are going to be raised. So the market is split between a, a 50 basis points rate increase or a, a 25 basis points rate increase. Uh, they're assigning a 70% probability for the bigger move. Now, the problem in the UK is that you already touched on it. Business surveys are saying a recession is already here. The economy is doing uh, quite badly indeed. We've seen on top of the economic slowdown, we've seen widespread worker strikes lately. Uh, that has compounded the economic damage. So it's a tough decision for the Bank of England. Uh, on the one hand, the economy is deteriorating, but on the other hand, inflation is still raging, and that means they have to keep raising rates. Um, now, as for the decision itself, I think that the markets are right in, in pricing in a, a split vote, essentially. I think it's going to be a close call uh, how much there is interest rates, and the decision might ultimately depend on on the latest economic forecasts. The last time the Bank of England issued economic forecasts, they included a, 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 a forecast for a recession, essentially. So do they still see a recession on the horizon? That might be uh, crucial in influencing a decision. Now, as for the pound, it's difficult for me to be optimistic. The British economy is struggling, and cable, uh, the, the British pound, has a very strong correlation with US stock markets. That, I think, leaves it vulnerable to a sell-off because 
Valuations in stock markets are still really expensive and earnings growth has started to roll over, which is a, is a, which is a difficult cocktail essentially for stock markets. I see the risks surrounding US stock markets are still as tilted to the downside and therefore it's difficult to be optimistic uh, about sterling. Marius, thanks so much. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.